At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in our number two of the Pro Football Blitz. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado. And uh, like we do each and every weekend, we bring in our friends here, Derek Stevens, the owner and operator of Circa, the Golden Gate and the D in downtown Las Vegas and his operations manager for Circa Sports, Jeff Benson. Great to be with you guys once again. I guess we'll only have a couple weeks left of this uh, tradition we've had going for about 20 weeks now. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, before we get into some prop bets, you guys just opened that up this morning. You've got your Circa Squares, some really exciting stuff going on here at Circa Sports as we head towards the big game next weekend. But I want to ask you right now about the pattern of action that you've seen since you opened the Rams and the Bengals for the Super Bowl, the side and the total any liability? How's the action been so far, Jeff? Yeah, when you look at our future book, uh, we're basically break-even to the Bengals. Uh, small loser to uh, the Rams, so not a not a huge uh, difference there. Uh, obviously, some of the uh, other teams, you know, whether it be the Packers or Chiefs going down, those were some of our better future positions. So uh, we'll go into the uh, the Super Bowl and uh, you know certainly be booking from a good two-way perspective. Obviously, not needing a ton uh, with our future book. Uh, I believe we opened Rams minus three and a half, took a bet there, took a bet at four, uh, beat the market to four and a half, and uh, that's kind of where it settled in around town and offshore. Uh, you know, when you look at where the Sharps are at, uh, for us, uh, you know, it's on the Rams and the under, uh, but I think at this four and a half number and 48 and a half number on the total, I think he's really seen some good two-way action, um, both in terms of the public laying the points and then also taking the points. Um, you know, obviously, as we get closer to game time, uh, I would anticipate, obviously, with a lot of these props um, in this total that you'll see a lot of overplay, uh, which is normal. Uh, and then maybe you'll see, uh, you know, the sharps come in um, and pound some of the nose. Uh, and then obviously the under if it uh, you know, does pop up there to, you know, 49, 49 and a half. James, I'll let you jump in here real quick. But just a follow up, Jeff. Do you think you talk about the public coming in here who typically likes to bet the favorite and the over? Do you think the game might close five? I would say it has a better chance of going to five than it does going back to three and a half uh, would be my assessment on it. Um, but obviously with any Super Bowl, you know, you're, you're going to have the public wanting to bet, you know, the underdog and the over. Um, and then obviously a lot of times, you know, you're, the, 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 
sharper guys are going to wait uh, till a lot of these yardage numbers get bet up or some of these yes prices uh, go a little bit lower and then they're going to take the unders in the note. Jeff, I'm going to dial in on the total with you guys. You talked about 48 and a half. I see out here on your app in Colorado, it's sitting at 49. It's juice 17 cents to the under. Uh, I'm looking at the underside. So my assumption is here, you talked about the public starting to roll in. They like to see points on the board. If you're an underbacker or even uh, a potential of looking at the side as far as the dog is concerned, probably you want to wait and let some of that public money potentially dictate what those numbers are going to look like. What do you think you're going to do with that total as you get closer to game time? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we took some sharp uh, action on the under. Um, you know, I'd anticipate that would be the side we would need, you know, and most sports books would need, obviously, in a Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously, when you look at, you know, these teams, uh, it depends, you know, how the game's going to play out. You know, are they going to be run heavy, uh, you know, on first down? Are they going to look to pass the ball? Obviously, this is going to be the Bengals' first time, um, you know, in the Super Bowl, you know, with this coach, uh, and you got rookie quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what the public uh, and the Sharps make of this and ultimately where this number settles in. Derek, uh, let's get to uh, one of your babies. You created, of course, Circa Squares, and that has uh, created a great deal of buzz here in the local Las Vegas sports betting community. And I think everybody's familiar with you go to a Super Bowl party and you have the squares there, but yours is a little bit unique. Um, you're able to choose your own numbers. And of course, there's a price associated with that number. If you could explain a little bit and then like, what does it cost to buy some of the more expensive numbers or the more common numbers like a three or a seven or a zero? Yeah, so we, uh, we, we effectively have four pools. We have uh, a square sheet for the end of the first quarter, end of the second, third, and then uh, the full game. And uh, yeah, I think there's a graphic that's going up here uh, right now. It gives you, uh, it gives you the odds. On, uh, on on that dynamic, so I think you know everybody uh, has had uh, has had times at a Super Bowl party where you get a randomly uh, um, given a set of numbers, and you know sometimes when you get the five and five at the end of the first quarter, you're not you're not sitting all that great. At least this way, if you take the five five, you're going to get a little more value for it. And uh, yeah, we've had we've had great um, we've had great uh, great public. Uh, you can you you can make a bet on any uh, any one of these squares um, as low as a dollar. And uh, what are we taking, Jeff? Uh, it kind of depends on the odds. Uh, I think we're, we're, I mean we've seen thousand dollar thousand uh, dollar um, bets that we're taking on squares. So I think we did last year. We haven't seen them yet, but I think we'll, we'll be seeing them. Yeah, you know our, our win thresholds. You know somewhere in the fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollar range, and then obviously for you know Derek mentioned the five five uh, in the first quarter. That looks like it's two thousand to one. So certainly don't go to a party and get stuck with that uh, at even money. Uh, certainly come down here. You know we'll take a hundred dollars on any square. Um, but you know all credit to Derek. It's something that uh, you know provides you know something for our patrons uh, at the correct fair uh, odds. Uh, whereas, you know, when you go to these parties, you know, you're drawn a number and you don't get to really choose it. Yeah, uh, five and five I saw there landing at the end of the second quarter, 2,000 to one. I think the lowest number I saw there on that graphic was about eight to one. That's probably a seven and a three or something like that. Yeah, it could be on, uh, something, you know, when you get down to the, the full game, I mean, all the combinations are more in play. You know, it's the first quarter where you really have uh, a much more limited number of uh, number of um, uh, probabilities that's going to come out. I would say in the first quarter, there's been one that's drawn uh, a little bit of attention, and I really like it. It's uh, 
it's the zero zero. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's ten nothing, twenty nothing, or just or ten ten or zero zero at the end of the first. This outcome on zero zero has happened um very pretty frequently actually and, and we're currently we currently have that at uh plus four twenty five. And mm. uh I believe I saw something uh on, on one of the graphics that uh that this outcome's come up come up uh just under thirty percent of the time in the last uh, I think thirty years. So I think there's a little bit of value on the zero zero in that uh in that first quarter square. James? I agree. I was. I'm sitting here looking at it as we speak and thinking about. Uh, when you think about the Rams, the last time we were, they were in the Super Bowl, and we know it's a different quarterback situation and a lot of different players and, and lineups here, but it is the same coach going into this game that that was in that game. That only put three points up on the board against the New England Patriots. And yeah, to to Jeff's point, young you know quarterbacks in their first dance here in the Super Bowl, young very young team for the Cincinnati Bengals, and a lot of times that first quarter, all the nerves and adrenaline coaches can be a little conservative and try to just you know vanilla game plan just to try to ease the nerves of all of their players so i agree with with you gentlemen looking at zero zero plus the four dollar four and a quarter i think that's a pretty good price well you have a few different combinations too it could not only be zero zero it could be 10 to 10 it could be 10 to nothing uh so a few different ways to cash that one how about uh of course you guys opened up the prop shop the prop menu released earlier today and uh, what were some of the more popular uh proposition bets that the betting public was diving in on yeah so we opened the bulk of our props uh the two-sided game and player props today i think we had somewhere in the 100 to 115 range of uh you know specific bets uh tomorrow we will go up with the last of our remaining props uh those will be all of the index props you know matt stafford to throw exactly one touchdown two touchdowns, things like that you know each team exact score um and, and things of that vein uh, credit to, to Chris Bennett. He's our sportsbook manager. Uh, he does, in essence, uh, 100% of our prop menu. He does a fantastic job putting things up. Uh, he was very creative um, in, in a couple of his different offerings that we put up today. You know, will any player have a 60-yard reception? Um, you know, will uh, uh, any player fumble into the uh, end zone uh, for a touchback? Uh, <laughs> obviously, we have the aforementioned uh, octopus uh, prop uh, in which any player will score eight points uh, on a specific drive, things like that. So uh, for us, we opened at 10 a.m. today. Uh, we had $2,000 limits uh, on these sides, and we definitely saw some uh, sharp guys uh, get involved in some of these numbers. So uh, the no touchback on the opening kickoff, we opened the no plus 215. Uh, we got bet down. We're currently plus 145 on the no. Uh, so they think uh, it's not going to be a touchback on the opening kickoff there. Obviously, they're playing indoors at SoFi, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Joe Mixon unders were very popular, whether it was rushing yards, receiving yards, or some of his catches. Uh, his uh, reception prop was three and a half under plus 30. That moved 20 cents to the under. To be honest, the biggest mover was uh, Stafford and Burrow, uh, a 15-yard rush attempt by either player. Uh, Chris Bennett and I, uh, we priced that at 12 to 1. Uh, and that's uh, now currently yes plus 465. So uh, oh. neither neither quarterback has uh, got over 15 yards this uh, this uh, season. So we were a little bit bearish on that, uh, but certainly the betters uh, definitely like that one. And then uh, obviously on the defensive side, the last one that was a pretty big mover, uh, Aaron Donald uh, to record at least one sack uh, that opened minus 165, and that's been bet up to two dollars. 
$2 still seems a little bit cheap to me for Donald to have one sack. So Super Bowl weekend, we've got super temperatures in the 70s. Derek, how about stadium swim? It's going to be glorious out there next weekend. Yeah, I mean, we're out, we're prepared. I mean, we have seven, uh, seven Super Bowl parties between the D, uh, Circa, the downtown Las Vegas Event Center, uh, stadium swim. Still some availability, but it'll sell out for sure. That'll probably have about uh, 3,500 people to it. Um, we've got our ballroom here. That'll have about 800 people. And then the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. That's our big one. Uh, that's outdoor tailgate style um, oh, right behind great. the D. 8,800 people. So wow. um, we'll sell that one out uh, as well. So uh, people are excited. People are coming to Las Vegas. I think there's, uh, you know, there's been some pent-up demand for some people that have missed, uh, missed coming to Vegas uh, for Super Bowl. So I think uh, they're coming out, uh, coming out this year. Well, in a couple of years, they can come out to the actual game, Super Bowl 58 right here at Allegiant Stadium. Thank you, as always, gentlemen. The weather looks like it's going to cooperate. Super Bowl weekend in the 70s right here at Circus Sports. Can't wait. You guys have a good weekend. Thanks, Brady. All You're right. right. Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson will be back with our number two. We roll on here on the Pro Football Blitz at v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head over to zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. 
James, the prop bets, the annual gathering of sports bettors happened earlier this week at the Westgate and earlier today here at Circus Sports. Hundreds of bettors gathering to peruse the proposition bet menu, and it's really become a great tradition here in Las Vegas. And I think we can probably give a lot of credit to our mutual friend Jay Cornegay back from his days at the Imperial Palace, you know, really came out with uh, a huge prop menu. And uh, now, I mean, people all over the world are involved in this game. And and really what most of the operators in Las Vegas will tell you, I believe, is the prop handle is about the same amount of money that they get on the game and the total. So uh, the prop market really becoming a lot of fun and, and obviously a, a, a incredibly bet market as well. Um, one of the biggest movers uh, at the Westgate on that opening night, I think it was Thursday night of this week, Wednesday or Thursday night, that they uh, released the prop bets over at the Westgate. Kind of similar to what Jeff just talked about here at Circa, where the betters were betting on that first touch or first kickoff of the game to not be a touchback. Similar at the Westgate uh, was the release of the total number of kickoffs returned in the game. So, in other words, uh, the player, the receiving team, returning the kickoff, attempting to return the kickoff, and the number was set at five and a half, and it was a favorite at minus 140 to the over, and the under was plus 120, that less than five and a half kickoffs would be returned, and the betters pounded the under. Uh, at the end of the night, the under was minus 190, and over five and a half kickoffs returned was plus 170. And I thought this was a very interesting prop bet because, first of all, you're betting that there's going to be more than five and a half kickoffs in the game. You've got to get there to get over that number of kickoffs returned, first of all, right? You know you're going to get two kickoffs, one to start the game, one to start the second half, then all the scoring. You might get eight, nine, ten kickoffs. So if you're betting that five and a half of them, you know, more than that will be returned, you're basically looking at more than half or half the kickoffs in the game will be returned. So I kind of understand going to the under. I mean, as many as many uh, touchbacks as we see. So many times, then you're going to have to dig into those actual kickers and what have they done throughout the season. McPherson, we just have one year on him, so going back, does he boom it through the end zone? And a lot of times this is what we see. These guys kick the ball through the end zone uh, because they have such strong legs. Not always the most accurate, not talking about McPherson, but just kickers in general. Uh, we, we see them with strong legs, but not always accurate enough from deep to get it through the uprights, but definitely be able to get it to the end zone. And the fact that the ball comes out to the 25 on a touchback instead of in years past where it was at the 20, more advantageous for you if you if it does go into the end zone. A lot of times those, they don't even bother with it. You just see the returners wave his hand and call it good. He's not even going to try, even if they're just right inside the goal line and right inside the end zone when they catch the football. Uh, they're usually not looking to return it. The one thing I think I would be conscious of, though, read the rules, too. Does an onside kick count as a return, or is that a recovery? That's something you probably want to read in the rules with something like that. And the other piece, too, is we see this later in the game, and there's a lot of criticism, Brady, with coaches that don't do this. When we talk about, all right, you got to lead late, and you probably want to have one of those mortar kicks, and or whether it's a squib kick or a mortar kick, trying to kill five, six, seven, eight seconds off the clock. And a lot of times these coaches just kick it through the end zone. I think there's always scrutiny for that, but coaches being aware of that, that might impact that number too if it's a close game latter part of the fourth quarter where you are trying to mortar kick that down. 
Yeah, I think for me that's probably one where you know you need to have – you're going to get the two two kickoffs for sure at the start of the game and the start of the second half for more scores to be able to at least get to the number six for kickoffs. Now it's a matter of really digging into those kickers. I haven't done enough research to look at these kickers and see whether I want to play a, a play a prop like that. More so for me, I'm going off of game flow and how I think the matchups are going to be, and a lot of times kickers don't play into that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think I'll play this prop, but it's a good one, very creative, uh, that certainly involves some thought if you're going to get involved with this one. Uh, some others that saw some attention there at Westgate on their release was Cam Akers' longest reception over eight and a half yards, and the betters pounded the over. And I can certainly understand that. Akers has five catches out of the backfield in these playoffs for an average of nearly 12 and a half yards per catch. So over eight Eight and a half yards looks pretty cheap there. Uh, total sacks by both teams over five. That one certainly makes a lot of sense, James. We know the Rams are probably going to get their share, and Cincinnati has a pretty darn good pass rush too. Now the Rams are very good at protecting the quarterback, but Cincinnati, you imagine they're going to get one or two themselves. Uh, going over five seems like the right side there. Total punts by both teams under seven, and I think that one's kind of interesting, James, because we've seen the movement towards the under on this game, and maybe that would have sharp bettors thinking there's going to be more punting than usual, uh, but apparently they were betting under seven punts for the entire course of the game. Well, and think about the, the mindset now. Coach Shanahan is not coaching in this Super Bowl, Brady, where he's just inside the 45-yard line. Let's go ahead and punt the football back. Well, we're not going to bother to go for it. I think we've just seen such a shift for all these coaches, and McVay's a young coach as well as Zach Taylor on the other side, that you're in, whether you're in plus territory, you're on the other side of the 50, fourth and two, fourth and short, fourth and three, sometimes fourth and five, depending on where you're at, and you don't have enough faith maybe in your kicker like Matt Gay, for instance. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury, but we've seen, we saw in the Tampa game uh, that coming up short on a 48-yard field goal to where you're too close for a punt, but maybe not wanting to go with your kicker more times than not teams are starting to go for it in plus territory, and that might limit the amount of punts you see. Again, that's probably one where you have to look at the game flow and look at the game plan, and do you see these teams being able to play at least within the 20s? And if you see more action within the 20s for both of these offenses, then it's probably one you'd want to be looking at the under as far as punts are concerned. A couple more here that were popular on that opening night at the Westgate, and this one uh, puzzled me a little bit. You have the Bengals to com uh, the Bengals to convert a fourth down, and they were betting the no, which was plus one sixty. Uh, so all the Bengals have to do is convert one fourth down attempt, and that's a loser. That would be the yes. Um, so they're betting the no at plus 160, and I don't know if they're betting here the fact that they don't think they'll convert one or if they're betting the price. The price looks pretty nice at plus 160 on the no side. Especially for these coaches, and Zach Taylor is one of them, to go for it on fourth down. However, again, if you're in that plus territory and what we've seen out of their place kicker McPherson, 12 for 12 in the playoffs, and we've seen a strong leg and the confidence that he's kicking. Maybe with. that's why they're that betting the no too, right? Because they know they've exactly. got that kicker. Hey, if, you, if, you're, yeah, if you're at the, say, 37-yard line, let's say they're at the 37-yard line of the Rams and it's fourth and, fourth and two, fourth and three, 
Yeah, they're probably not going to go for that based on, again, the game flow and the, the score of the game will kind of dictate that too. But you've got that weapon there. He's kicked four field goals. He's kicked, what, four field goals in each of the four yeah, games? 12 or each total. of the three games. 12 for 12, right? And some deep one. He's got the leg. But I think the bigger thing is he's got the confidence and the coach has the confidence in them. I think maybe that's more so because if you if they're going to convert one, I'd be betting the yes that they'd convert one if they go for it. The fact is, though, you got to consider how many opportunities are they going to have? Are the Cincinnati Bengals to have be on that fourth down position where they would actually go for it. All right. One more that uh, I, I don't know if I would be uh, going this way on this one. This is Jamar chase will not score a touchdown anytime during the game. And it's at minus one twenty. Um, you know, I, I understand he's certainly a high profile player and you know, the, the general recreational betting public is going to bet, you know, the yes, they, they bet on human achievement. They want to see points and excitement and Jamar chase is the rookie of the year and this and that and the other, of course he's going to score a touchdown. And, and so I understand kind of the contrarian move there, but I, I don't know if I want to go against this guy, not scoring a touchdown either. I don't either because he's one that could just take a quick swing pass and we've seen a little bubble screen make one guy miss and he can house it. He's got the speed to go the distance and make big plays with his feet even on a simple throw out in space and you know they're going to, it's going to be a tough matchup. We know that Rams team, not only with Jalen Rams, he's going to have be playing a lot of one-on-one but they're going to roll safety coverage over there. There's one portion that one player that they're going to key on on the Rams defensively. It's going to be Jamar Chase that we don't want him to beat us but he's still got sensational talent in the open field to be able to turn a small play into a big play. Probably one I don't want to stay either. I think they're going to find as many ways as possible to get Jamar Chase to football. All right. Very good. When we come back, we will dive further into this matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams go over a couple more prop bets as well as we continue on here pre-Super Bowl week on the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wondering how to hedge? Maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts? The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by one of our experts on air or on vsin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the Pro Football Blitz, hopefully answering some questions for you here on the program. James, I want to talk about uh, a couple of more prop bets that we see year in and year out, a couple of regular ones, and that is will there be more points scored in the second half. And then the other one is the team that scores last will win the game. Now, those are both pretty good sized favorites typically because there typically is more points scored in the second half. And oftentimes the team that scores last does win the ball game. And I think there's a lesson to be learned here. One thing about prop bets, you and I, James, we typically look at the underdog and that's kind of the first direction we go just naturally and and then kind of go from the handicap from there. But for the prop betting market, you kind of have to change your thinking a little bit, I believe, and look towards laying the price with the favorite. And again, we go back to the general betting public that comes, you know, in droves for the Super Bowl and they see, oh, is this going to happen? And if it does, I get plus 150 or I get plus 250. 
you know, there's a reason the other side is minus 200 or something because, (laughs) you know, this is not uh, necessarily a a game where anything can happen, but these props are priced based upon what typically happens. And, you know, betting the favorite in the prop market, you know, I think can be a a good way to go. Now, certainly you're going to find some, some nice underdogs, but, you know, like, will there be a safety? Will there be overtime? Those things rarely happen. And, you know, trying to get 10 to 1 or something like on will there be a safety, you're probably better off laying the wood with the big with the big minus price. And those numbers have come down over the years because more people are betting and getting that trying to trying to score that big juicy price on the on the yes, in a sense, for the safety. And I typically don't play any of those ones. And I think if you're looking to play and you are like you talked about playing some of these willing to lay the juice with those bigger favorites, it's a matter of capacity for one. What is your what does your bankroll allow you to be able to do and how much do you really want to get vested in the prop market in this game? And I know it's a lot of fun and there's so many different things that go on, but it is still just one game. It's Super Bowl and it's the culmination of of the of the year and now whether you're up or down or or depending on how you played out through your through the season and the playoffs or where your bankroll sits doesn't mean just because it's the final game of the season you got to go crazy with laying all these uh, whether it's big prices or just a number of bets for me I'm not a big volume better I'll go heavy on a side or a total or maybe even a prop here or there but I'm not looking to try to have to have action just to have action sake because it's the last game of the season Brady so I think for 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 me or anybody that's looking to get involved with the Super Bowl, uh, you got to look at what your what your capacity is to be able to put out there. And I'm always making sure that, and I'm not draining my bankroll before the game kicks. A lot of times, a lot of the action is coming through in the during the end game. But also, you can get involved depending on where you're at. And out here in Colorado, we do have opportunities for like the player prop market in game, and it's adjusting as the game is progressing. And I think that's where. Depending on what you have out there, Brady, if you're willing to lay a price, I agree with you too. Depending on what that price is, obviously, what the price point, what your what your breaking point in as far breaking point is as far as being frugal and laying juice. And I'm pretty frugal when it comes to laying a lot of juice on whether it's size totals or props for that matter. Uh, don't sell you don't don't push all your chips in before the game before the game kicks, Brady. In my opinion. No, absolutely. That is good advice. Uh, And I think we'll hear this repeatedly uh, and have heard it already leading up to the big game coming up next weekend. You know, just because it's just another game. Yes, it's fun and there's a lot of options and everything, but it doesn't mean, you know, you go all in here and break the bank. And and I was just kind of generally speaking, and and you're right, you know, sometimes it's tough to lay minus 1400 that there won't be overtime or there won't be a safety or whatever, but I'm not necessarily talking about dollars. And and personally, I try and take the prop bets very seriously. I try and make obviously the right side or the right bet, but I do play them pretty recreationally. I'll I'll take a a wad of cash and say, okay, here's what I can afford. And, and I'm going to bet 25 different ones and and have fun with it throughout the game. And and obviously you're trying to win. And and most years I end up breaking even, maybe winning a little, losing a little, whatever. Uh, Of course, my, my normal bets might be on the side or the total, whatever I'm going to do there. But for the Super Bowl, I really treat the prop bets as fun. And, and, uh, you know, again, um, 
you know, whether you're betting 20 bucks or 2000, again, I just think sometimes you really have to look at laying the wood with those favorites because there, there's a reason they're priced that way. They happen more often than not. Um, let's look at the schedule for these two teams, James. And it was actually really surprising the number of common opponents that they had throughout this season. The Los Angeles Rams played a total of 10 games against teams that the Bengals also faced. And Cincinnati played nine games against teams that the Rams faced. And the Bengals went six and three straight up in those games, four, uh, five and four against the spread. The Rams were six and four straight up and just three and seven against the spread. In their nine common opponent games, Cincinnati had a net point differential of plus 67. And in their 10 games, Los Angeles's net point differential was plus 26. So a 41 point difference there in favor of Cincinnati, again, against those common opponents as far as point differential. And then you look at how these teams fared against teams that made the playoffs. Cincinnati played nine games against teams that ended up making the postseason this year. They were seven and two straight up and eight and one against the spread against playoff teams. The Rams were five and five straight up and four and six against the spread. The Bengals, James, clearly more successful against common opponents and more successful against good teams, playoff teams. And and it wasn't just all on Joe Burrow, and I know he's got all the headlines and and what a, a for just being a second year player coming off the big knee injury, not even be able to play a full rookie season last year, and and big play potential and the toughness that he shows and Jamar Chase and all the options that they have throwing the football, but don't forget about the defensive side for some a lot of the moves that they made in the off season defensively whether it be Trey Hendrickson coming over from New Orleans. He's been he's been tremendous coming off the edge, rushing the passer, 16 and a half sacks this past season. And also moving around, they they basically redid their cornerback position. The the weakness in the corner that they brought over was Eli Apple, but you brought over a Wouzier from Dallas. He's a great not only is he a good cover guy, but he's great at tackling in space. And I think Mike Hilton coming over from Pittsburgh to play that nickel corner, he's another one that is really good tackling in space. And then you have the two safeties. Now, they're short of stature when you think about Bates and Von Bell, but those guys will hit you. And I think that's what we've I've really noticed from the Cincinnati Bengals is the fact that they tackle very well. Their secondary is very good at tackling in space. Like I said, to be able to get after the quarterback with just rushing four, because a lot of times they are dropping back into coverage and mixing up a lot of coverages. So yeah, you think about Cincinnati competing. You've got it. That wasn't just all shootouts with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense credit the Cincinnati defense and a lot of the moves that they made in the off season that have really paid off so far this season. Uh, Super Bowl teams coming off of an outright win as an underdog of greater than three points are 11-3-1 against the spread in the big game since 1980. Teams with the lower winning percentage in the Super Bowl matchup are 11-4 straight up and 14-1 against the spread in the last 15 Super Bowls. And I think what both of these patterns are telling me, James, is that maybe the underdog is a bit undervalued or maybe the favorite tends to get a bit inflated in the Super Bowl, and it goes back to what we're talking about. Again, the what the onslaught of public betting for this huge game, 
And we know sometimes the public wants to gravitate towards the favorite and the over and that type of thing. And maybe they're downgrading the underdog too much and maybe they're up, uh, upgrading the favorite too much. And, and that's why you have this trend, the team with the lower winning percentage, the underdog that won outright in its last game by, by more than three points, that type of thing. Uh, would you buy into that, that maybe that's the reason uh, that people are either you know undervaluing the dog too much or overrating the favorite too much? I can, I can agree with that to a certain extent, and especially let's just see how that applies to this matchup here. And I think it definitely applies to this matchup when you think about the Rams and the the public name. It's this, We haven't seen the Cincinnati Bengals in the – they hadn't won a playoff game for, what, like three decades? And <laughs> the last time, we've, last time we saw Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, I think that was back in 1989 against Montana and company with San Francisco. So it's been a while. They haven't been out there as frequently. And we see the L.A. Rams. They were just in the, play, in the Super Bowl a few years back against New England. But then also all the star power. They're going to get all the, all the recognition, all the talk about what's going on with not only with Stafford and the offense, but also the defensive stars. When you think about, uh, you, you think about Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller coming over, just so many names to talk about. I think that tends to also get in the mindset of the public when they think about the 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 names and the flash and pizzazz, and that definitely uh, that definitely is afforded to the LA Rams in this matchup. You know, interesting. Uh, Matthew Stafford just a few seasons ago was on the Detroit Lions. They won about two or three games just a couple of years ago. The Cincinnati Bengals only won a couple of games, so people may remember that as well. We'll see how that influences their betting patterns on the Super Bowl. We'll be right back in just a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch out for, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get the free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. James, uh, of course, we were talking about prop bets, and that will be a heavy part of the Super Bowl conversation here all the way up until game time. Are there any bets that you like to make, uh, again, just for fun in the prop market? Uh, one that I always do, I was talking with our producer, Dan Miller, uh, on the last break. 
I like to play who's going to score the first touchdown. Just kind of fun to, you know, try and handicap that a little bit. Pick out a guy at a nice price. Uh, you know, I always kind of used to go like to the backup tight end, you know, the 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 lower profile tight end. And and for a few years in a row, I was uh, able to hit that. I remember uh, when back when Donovan Mitchell was in the uh, uh, or Donovan McNabb was in the Super Bowl with the Eagles, uh, hit his tight end. Uh, I, I don't know. I had a few of them in a row kind of going that route. But um, is there something like that, a bet that you like to make in the prop market year in and year out just for fun? For fun? No. What I find betting, what, what's fun about betting, Brady, is winning. And so yes. for me, I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking to win here. And so I think for prop, it doesn't mean that I don't play the prop markets in the Super Bowl, or for that matter, now that it's legalized. And I, I, to, honestly, Brady, before, uh, before, unless I was going to Vegas, and even if I was going to Vegas for the Super Bowl back in the day, you know, we just had legalized sports betting here just the last year and a half. And so it's only been two full season of NFL prop market access because back in the day before that, you know, if you're betting with the guy, he didn't really have a whole lot of options for prep bets back then. And, and if you're going to Las Vegas, the fact that I'd get out there and I wouldn't get out there until either that Friday or Saturday, right up into the Super Bowl. So if you're looking at, like you said, at the Westgate the other day, they've already put the prop market out and all those best numbers are gone. So I'm already late to the party coming out. So I typically don't get involved in a whole lot of prop bets just for fun. Uh, but I do when I do props now, and I think the last two years being here in Colorado and seeing just the the extensive menu, and I've Super Bowl is nothing compared, <laughs> and nothing's compares to the Super Bowl as far as the options can that are out there to play. I think for me, it's always what's most fun about betting for me is winning, Brady. Well, you know that makes a lot of sense uh, because I've been here for 27 years, going on 28 years or so, and the prop market has been around really every Super Bowl that I've been here. So it, it's just kind of commonplace where I can go, oh yeah, let's go do that one. That one's fun. But I understand certainly your position. You know, let's say you come in here to Las Vegas, you, you're at a point where okay, let, let's figure out how we can make some money. Uh, so I, I understand the different uh, perspectives there for you and I. Uh, let's. Uh, look at some of the best bets that uh, I have made. And again, obviously, we're still a week away from the game. I do have a couple of bets in pocket that I have made, and I don't believe you have anything. We'll see if maybe there's anything you are considering. Uh, but James, I did uh, once again go with my trusty 2.6, or excuse me, my trusty two-team six-point teaser, and uh, I did it with the Bengals teasing them up to plus 10 and a half. And then I went with the total over 42 and a half. I thought about going the other way, you know, the total being at 48 and a half currently. And I know we've seen the move towards the under and, you know, thought teasing that up to 54 or so. Um, but I but I went the other way and I went over 42 and a half. I see this game being somewhere around 24, 21, maybe 26, 21, 27, 24, you know, somewhere in that pocket. I definitely see them getting over 42 and a half. Um, and I'm not so sure about going the other way if it will stay under 54 because, you know, what if we do hit overtime or, or what if we do have a shootout? I, I don't necessarily expect that, but I felt more comfortable that this game would go over 42. So that was the other leg I put on the teaser. And thinking about the teaser, so I know not everywhere you can tease the same game and right. or Super True. Bowl. I know back in the day when I would go to Vegas a while back, you couldn't tease the Super Bowl. They wouldn't allow you to do that. You'd have to do the alternate lines and parlays and those types of things. But I think as far as 
As far as the the game is concerned, looking at that total, I I agree. I, I'm leaning towards the under, but I think it's going to be somewhere in that 24 to 20 type of range, or even 27 to 20. Obviously, gets there uh, depending on the number, and we'll see where that spikes up. Like we talked about, now circa is is at 49. Some places are still at 48 and a half. But looking at you, you talked about the 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 Bengals side and getting the plus ten and a half. Now you're getting over the the double digits. We you've talked about it. They've only had two games where they were they were beat by more than seven points, more than one score. And I think that's what we've seen out of the Cincinnati Bengals is com- being giving competitive efforts. And yeah, the Super Bowl, there's there's no no doubt they're going to give a great effort. Now execution is the other side that needs to happen for them to be able to compete at this high level against the Rams. But this is a team that if you just want to look back at a week ago. And being down at halftime against the Chiefs. Now, I think the Chiefs gave him a little momentum with the poor play calling, really the poor decision from Mahomes to throw the ball outside on that last play before the half and taking any kind of points off the board, in particular the field goal there. Maybe a little momentum going in for Cincinnati at the half, but that team didn't quit. They were down. Was it 21-3? to They were getting. They were pretty much just getting dominated in that game in that first half, but able to come out, make adjustments as they have been throughout the playoffs, but more so the fact that this team is not going to quit. I think they're too young to realize that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing as, as so quickly from the turnaround of just winning a couple games just a few years prior. So I think from the 10.5 standpoint and liking the fact that this is, in my mind, it's going to be a very competitive game. I'm already leaning towards the dog here at that 4.5 price for the Bengals that 10 and a half you're getting two scores love that spot all right let's take a look you've done very well this season James in player props and you know the more standard ones of course we have such a wide range the menu for the Super Bowl here but on a week-to-week basis we have some standard stuff how many passing attempts how many rushing attempts how many yards is this guy going to throw for and whatnot and you've done very well on those throughout the regular season Um, How about passing touchdowns? Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford, both at minus one and a half. So you want to go under, he's only going to throw one or none, or you want to go over, he's going to throw two or more. I I tell you what, I I would kind of go over on both of these guys. Um, You know, the running game, we know for the Rams, the running game is not very good at all. It's decent for the Cincinnati Bengals. But I think both of these guys, if they're going to score, are going to be doing it through the air. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to do it through the air. I don't trust the Rams team to be able to put anything together on the ground. And this looking from a passing touchdown perspective. So I think that's where you're you're looking at it. You've got to look at the juice. And we were talking about these props and how heavily juiced they are. And they are going to be juiced to the over. Burrow, um, I'm just looking at one book here right now. And Burrow is sitting at one and a half touchdowns to the over. But it's juiced at $1.60. Stafford's one and a half to the over. But he's juiced at two and a quarter. So you Ooh. have to be willing to lay that juice. Yeah. Or if they allow you to parlay those, then there you, you can go. get in there. There you go. And if you want, and and you you want to be frugal and not lay that big juice. Like for Stafford, there, I think he probably gets there, but I don't want to lay two and a quarter for Stafford to get over one and a half touchdowns. Now, if the 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 books and a lot of these do, at least out here in Colorado, Brady, they have. And I don't like to do a whole lot of the same game parlay kind of thing. Now that's something. That if you're talking about wanting to have some fun with it, that might be something where I get involved and do those same game parlays. I typically don't do that. I know they get promoted quite a bit and same game parlay, all these things that you can go and rock it all and make this huge payout in one game. Maybe that's where if I want to have some fun, I always have fun for the Super Bowl, Brady, and I usually host a big party here. So I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to get my game on and have a good time for the Super Bowl uh, come next Sunday. But I think that's where you have to be wary of the juice. I think they'll get there, but I don't know if I'd lay that juice just betting him straight. 
What about those Circa Squares, James? I, I have not done that before. This is only, I believe, the second season that they've had these up here in the book at Circa. Uh, but that's a pretty fun new twist that we haven't had access to no. before. You gonna you gonna fly in? Maybe join me uh, next week for the show and get down on a square or two. You guys, when we had Stevens and and Benson on earlier, man, you guys are talking about stadium swim, all these fun things. I'm getting envious here. I started looking <laughs> at flights like, I wonder if I could sneak out of here. Can I just do a quick red eye from after our show Saturday, fly out there for a quick 24-hour session in Vegas, which never lasts just 24 hours. It would be extended. But, I, I mean, I think here, now the Circus Squares, we have them out here in Colorado. I have their I have Oh, their do you? That's very cool. Right now, yes. Yep, so it's sitting here right now, so I actually don't have to fly if I want to play that. Now, ah. I want to be out there in studio with you and have a good time in Vegas because it's a great time being out there for the Super Bowl. But I do have access to that out here. Now, I haven't had this before, and so now looking at this, something like we were talking about with, with Derek and, and Jeff before was the 0-0. We've seen it happen in the past, whether it's 0-0 for the game or, I mean, for a no score for the first quarter, or I think that's probably where I'd get involved would be with this first quarter. Cause then that's more, you can kind of more dictate and kind of handicap how you think the game flow will go for 15 minutes based on maybe they won't score, or maybe it is 10, 10 or 10, zero, that type of thing, as opposed to getting deeper in the squares. If I'm thinking about the third or the fourth quarter, that's where the numbers can get tricky. Cause now you've got multiple quarters that you're going to have to try to handicap how those numbers play out. So if I get involved, it would be the first quarter squares. One thing about that that is fun about that as well is you can bet a little to win a lot. I, I just noticed like 24-21, a four and a one to end the game was 25 to one. So, you know, again, you can turn a little money into a pretty nice payday there with the Circus Squares. We'll be back with more hour number three coming up on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 